Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, everybody. It is a rainy Sunday morning. Actually, not quite yet here. Uh, I'm Glenn Mack now along with Jody McDonald. Jody Mack, the weather report in New Jersey currently is? Uh, overcast, but no rain here yet either. But it's oh. supposed to be coming. It is supposed to be coming, and if you are going down to the Eagles-Packers today, dress accordingly because, by all reports, it is going to be raining uh, at least up until the 8:20 kickoff. We will see after that, and it is a huge day because the Eagles 9-1 and play the Packers. Aaron Rodgers coming to town. Jody, Aaron Rodgers coming to town with a broken thumb. I was just reading about this. Um, let me just read you this and get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Rappaport just uh, wrote that he, it, it kind of came out yesterday, that the injury that he suffered when they, the uh, Packers lost to the Giants in London in early October. So we're talking about, geez, the six weeks, seven weeks ago, is an avulsion fracture of the thumb. And Dr. McDonald, what that means is that Extreme force, in this case a hit, uh, from the linebacker, causes the ligament to rip away from the attachment, taking some bone with it. Usually, almost always, it says, the cure, the remedy is immediate surgery. He's playing through it. A couple of things. Number one, I'm not a doctor, although I'm asked to play one on radio from time to time. Uh, Number two, uh, they showed the highlight. I was watching ESPN this morning, and they showed the actual play. It looked to me like he hit it against the ground, mm-hmm. which is different than hitting against someone else's helmet. It was that type of play. As he threw the football, he got pounded to the ground. It looked like the avulsion took place on the ground, which uh, maybe the ground is harder over there in London than it is here. We're always talking about the comparison between turf and grass here. and well, I don't know where English turf falls on that uh, scale. Um, I-, I just... I've always been an Aaron Rodgers fan. Loved him coming out in the draft. Couldn't believe he sat till into the 20s for the Packers to pick. I thought he was going to be the first overall pick and thought he'd be better than Alex Smith, which surely he can be. That's one I got to take a victory lap for. But <laughs> um, I, I, I'm i just getting the feeling, Mac, that this may be the end of the road. Mm. That he doesn't say anything for five or six weeks and I know I've seen video of the conversations he has all the time with McAfee, and good for McAfee that he gets him on the show all the time. 
probably writes a pretty good check because I know how big McAfee's check is. So if they had this uh, carve off a little for Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure he's very willing to do that. Um, and they, they seem to be boys, and it's rather relaxed, and it's comfortable. And maybe it was just an off-the-cuff mention. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm getting cynical in my old age. But the first thing I thought, thought about was, is he laying the groundwork for an exit here? That if he's losing to the Eagles in the second half, getting a beatdown put on him, that they get to the eight-loss mark for the season. And come on, they're, they're like, I think I saw on ESPN this morning, a 6% chance to make the playoffs at this point. Yeah. It'll surely be less than that if they lose to the Eagles. Maybe this is a way for him to be able to step aside and go, yeah, this thumb is just coming. I don't know that I can play. Uh, reading the rumors that Jordan Love needs to get in a game and the Packers need to get a look at him, maybe he hastens the process and says, yeah, this thumb is just not good. I probably need surgery on it. Glenn Macnow said on WIP he needs and should have had surgery. Well, let me go ahead and get that surgery done so that I can easily step aside. Uh, yeah. Just, just mentioning. Yeah. Um, well, that's a really interesting point because for them, this is make it or break it. As you said, they have a 6% chance. Is that what you said of getting in the playoffs today, Correct. this morning? As of today, before right. today's they game lose. Eagles. Yeah, they lose today. They go to 4-8, and eight, and they ain't making the playoffs this year at 9-8, and eight if they, even if they run the table. So I agree with you. If they lose today, they're done. And if they are done, does that give him – and by no means am I suggesting, nor do I think you are, that he's a quitter. But at that point, it's like, hey, I really tried to play through this injury. You know, I gave it my best shot for a number of weeks. At this point, the thing for me to do is to sit down and recover. Now, I'm talking for the year. You're, are you talking about retirement, retirement? Retirement from the Green Bay Packers, not the National Football League. Because oh. I don't think the Rodgers is a quitter. I'm with you on that. But we found that this past offseason – when he needs to, he can play the diva negotiation card oh, yeah. and not show up for minicamp and uh, not talk to his backup quarterback. And, oh, he played his cards just right to get that $50 million a year extension tacked on to his contract. So if need be, like, hey, I need to get surgery done on my thumb – to hasten his exit from Green Bay to potentially go elsewhere because he looks around and says, yeah, I want another shot at a Super Bowl between you, me, and a lamppost. I don't think it's happening here in Green Bay, so maybe I need to start to play the leverage negotiation card and see if I can be elsewhere next year. Play the Brady uh, thing more or less. Kind of. Brady was so much better at it. He kept it all, when I say better, I mean under wraps. Rogers yeah. did it out front. Yeah, Rogers, Rogers made it well been, known. Yeah. Rogers goes on the McAfee show so that he can do his negotiating and leverage gaining on a week in, week out basis. Brady, to his credit, kept it all behind closed doors. Yeah. Only he and Kraft and Belichick knew about it. So I wouldn't compare those two. Well, I just mean in terms of a great Hall of Fame quarterback deciding after great success in one franchise, he wants going to go elsewhere. Else. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. In that, in those terms. Yeah, Rogers is so public about it. He hinted about becoming the host of Jeopardy when that was. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's <laughs> hinted. He did it for weeks. Yeah. He was okay, too. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't bad. wasn't terrible. He wasn't at all. the worst one they had doing it. Oh, not even close. <laughs> so, um, the, I just want to, I got one more thought on the injury, and I have a prediction tonight, and it's going to annoy us. 
Um, I, I'll I'll let my cards out early and tell you I think the Eagles are going to win. You and I will pick scores later. I'm not exactly giving away the store here, but mm-hmm. I think that the game kickoffs at eight twenty before nine p.m. We will all be thoroughly sick of Chris Collingsworth praising, being overly effusive about the bravery of Aaron Rodgers playing through this. And if and when he touches a touchdown pass, Chris Collingsworth is going to play it like they just named a new pope. All right. Then I, I, I got to put you on the, the, the carpet here. How many mentions is that? You said before 9 o'clock, so in yeah. the first hour, uh, 45 minutes of the broadcast. Yeah. Is three overkill? Uh, one is uh, one uh, is one is legit because oh, it's yeah, a story. No, no. Uh, I'll you take, have I'll to take over three and a half. Guy. I'll take over, over three, three and a half four, for a beer. Four Aaron, four Aaron Rodgers thumb mentions in the first forty-five minutes of the game. Correct. Okay, you're on. All right, I you and I are actually meeting for beers this week. Yes, we are. So we'll bet a beer, even though they're all being paid for. But nonetheless, <laughs> we'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet a beer. One of us will have to go up to the bar right. and get it. We'll right. give we'll give our server a little bit of a break. That's and then it. Have to yes. go and Here fetch the two beers. Right, right. The guy who loses the bet throws an extra five or ten in for the tip. Correct. Okay. That's a done there deal. you go. All right. So we got that. So. Um, let's, I was, I wanted to talk, I was going to start by talking about, uh, Hertz and Sirianni, but I like this Rogers thing we're talking about. So let's stick with that for a while. By the way, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494, best caller of the day wins a $50 gift card to shy vintage sports, but there's a story in every stitch. Uh, Francisco Rojas, our producer will be the judge on that regard. Okay. So. The um, I, I've been watching the Packers a little bit this year. I did watch the game in England where uh, he looked he looked pretty bad. I mean, he looked real bad, and, and his throwing wasn't accurate. Uh, I watched them against Dallas where they were they were down fourteen, I think, and they come back and beat the uh, the Cowboys in overtime in New York. Uh, and then uh, Thursday night football, they looked terrible against Tennessee. And only score 17. So do we know which Rodgers, do you have a thought as to which Aaron Rodgers comes out tonight? I think he's had a less than stellar year. And maybe, and I'm going to sound like Chris Collinsworth apparently here, it has something to do with that thumb. I don't know. Um, but if it is legitimately broken, and I don't think you make something like that up, uh, most quarterbacks would have an issue throwing the football with the kind of injury that he has. Uh, so I, I'm factoring that into my evaluation. They never replaced Devontae Adams. They threw a bunch of young yeah. guys out there. They got a couple of well-recognizable names of wide receivers who've been around the league before, some of which previously Rodgers, others taken first chance with Rodgers, and it just hasn't flat-out worked. I'm not, I know we always leave it right at the doorstep of the quarterback, but that's not always accurate and or fair. I, I think the Packers did a lousy job of giving him the necessary weapons around him. Which, by the way, he makes note of all the time. He, he'll all, let all you the know time. that publicly. All the time. Like yeah. I said, he's so much better at playing the diva game than a guy like uh, Brady is. Um, I don't know that you should be. You asked me should uh, what Aaron Rodgers is going to show up. Here's the one thing I feel more confident about. This is not the same Green Bay Packers. How much of that is Aaron Rodgers and you just want to judge the 53-man roster? Oh, no, they're, they're four and seven on merit. They deserve to be four and seven. They haven't been, oh, my God, just lost games and a bad call here and a bad bounce there. Oh, no, they're a four and seven football yeah. team. Yeah. And they're a usual 
13 and 3, 12 and 5, 13 and 4, and now with extra games, an extra game added. That's what we're used to seeing out of the Green Bay Packers. And this team is not nearly as good as the Packers we've seen over the last several years. No, they're not. They are, as you say, they're 4 and 7 on merit. See, I'm so used to the Packers always being a high quality team, right? Yep. Always. For all, I don't know, how many years has he been? He's 38, right? So. He's 16 years in the league. He did. He was a backup to Favre the first couple of years. So figure he's been a starter for what 13, 14 yeah. years. I mean, I, I I'm not looking it up. I bet you they've had winning records 11 or 12 of those years. I bet you they've you know won double digit games almost all those years. He is just uh, let me throw in a little background. He is four and two against the Eagles' career best game. Well, best game for us was 2019 when the Eagles beat them 34 to 27. Jody. If you can tell me who scored three touchdowns for the Eagles in that game, I'll buy you all the beers this week. Was well, that doing the, that anyway? But. What year was this? 2019. 2019. Three um, touchdowns for the Birds as they win 34 to 27. Who had three touchdowns? Yeah, for the Eagles. Yeah, I got no idea. Do you remember the name Jordan Howard? Yes. <laughs> he had a game. <laughs> he had a good one, huh? And it was Wentz, and it was all Sean Jeffrey, and it was a bunch of guys who weren't here. Um, the last time they played was 2020, and the Eagles were 3-8-1, and one, and the Packers were 9-3 and three going into the games, probably the same week as this year. And he beat the Eagles 30-16, to 16, throwing for 295 yards and three touchdowns. So he has had a lot of great games against the Eagles. Do you believe this is the last chance Eagle fans will get to see him play? As a Packer, possibly, yes. I'm not writing him off. And there's a possibility he could walk away because uh, I, a big I think, deal, man. I think he did it for leverage purposes when he floated that, oh, I can host Jeopardy thing. Um, and he's got a lot of money yet to come. So my guess would be he would try and relocate himself next year with, of course, the assistance of the Packers. And, oh, by the way, with every passing game, the value that you're going to get in exchange for him, it's going down, Green Bay, sorry to say. And another, oh, by the way, with Russell Wilson doing what, what Russell Wilson is doing, the we'll go out and get the superstar quarterback and change our whole franchise around and pay a king's ransom to do it, the Packers' uh, leverage on a potential return for Rodgers has been compromised. Um, as a Green Bay Packer, green on green, yeah, I think there's a good chance we have. this is the last time we ever see that. I do, too. I think um, I would say it's better than 50-50 chance. It's the last time we see him here in our stadium because there's so many teams in the league, and he's, he's not coming to the NFC East, right? He's not going to end up with the Giants or Washington. We believe that. I will completely oh. dismiss the Giants because <laughs> oh, be they're not going to be in position to pick a quarterback, and yeah. Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. Um, I doubt it. The way that they're building it, I don't see uh, their Shana, GM, and, and Dave will go in there, but I can't say a 100% no. You know, I, I, you're probably right. He could play Broadway. Uh, he's he got could. a little. He's got a little Joe Namath vibe to him. He does. If, he's a little thin got, skin, though, man. He he he'd have to because the the New York media, as you may know, that's, Jody, that can be very tough. True. You got he, a point he's a little thin skin, so he's going to have to learn to cope with that if that's the case. Um, he also is far and away the best quarterbacks the Eagles are going to face this season. So here's here's the ones they've beaten so far. Well, I'll say he's the best one they, they will have faced this season, then we can get from here. Here's the quarterbacks the Eagles have beaten so far. Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, who's having a good year, 
Didn't have a good night, but he's having a good year. Carson Wentz, you remember him. <laughs> Kyler Murray, Cooper Rush, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, Matt Ryan. Uh, those are the quarterbacks the Eagles have beaten. They uh, still have to play Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, uh, who Tannehill next week. I'm trying to think of who else is on the schedule. But he he's the best quarterback they'll face this year. I mean, he's the only one who's been the NFL MVP a couple of years. And while their offense has struggled, I will say, uh, and you may have already suggested this, I never count out. Aaron Rodgers and I don't think this is going to be an easy win tonight and I think um uh, I think the Eagles will win I already said that but I I I think Chris Collinsworth will have plenty of moments that he can be effusive about the bravery okay. of Aaron Rodgers yeah I don't think it's a gonna go that way or b Collinsworth would go that way uh Here's what I've always said about Aaron Rodgers, and some people get annoyed by it because they think I'm heaping too much praise on him. Um, Is he the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League? No, he is not. That's Tom Brady. And there's a whole bunch of other guys I would put ahead of Aaron Rodgers. But if you're just talking about measuring a skill set, you know it's in my DNA as a uh, scout. My father only did it for 45, 50 years, and he taught me everything about how to scout a baseball player. But you can attribute a line of thinking and the way you look at things to other sports as well if you think you know them well enough. I surely can do that with basketball. And I think I can do it with football, specifically the quarterback position. He might have the greatest skill set of any quarterback I've ever seen. Hmm. The ability to just whip it off the right shoulder, to be able to make a play outside the pocket. Oh, by the way, he doesn't run like some of the quarterbacks, like this Hurts guy in Philadelphia. He's pretty good. Uh, It's secondary right now for MVP (laughs) in the NFL. That when he takes off, you're you're talking about 25 or 30 yards. And we're seeing a bunch of quarterbacks doing that more than we've ever done in the National Football League. He's not doing it as much because he's in his late 30s now. Rodgers used to be able to take off and make 20 when you needed to. People have probably forgotten about that in his game, but he could do that when he needed to back in his early years. He can still make amazing tosses on the run, on the month, 25 yards on a line, downfield to the receiver, toe drag swag before he goes out of bounds. He might have the best skill set I've ever seen of any quarterback ever play the game. That's how highly I think of the talents that Aaron Rodgers has. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I I hadn't thought of that, and I'd have to kind of think in my head who else I could consider for that. But I will say he's certainly one of the five best quarterbacks of this century, right? I mean, that goes without saying. Easily. Uh, yeah. This century is only 22 years old. So uh, of that group, oh, he's unquestioned in the top uh, 20. I just told you ever for me. Skill check. Yeah. Now, there's more to it. There's leadership, the ability to win the big games, and a lot, and that's what makes Brady Brady in all of those championships, and Rodgers got all of one, so he's not in the conversation of greatest of all time. But if you're just talking about getting out a piece of paper, writing down a scouting report on what he can do while playing the quarterback position with his physical gifts, I think Aaron Rodgers might be the greatest of all time. Wow. That's a bold statement. Uh, let me yeah, think about that. That's a how bit. much I think about him, and I don't think it's going to be an issue tonight because he's not surrounded by enough talent. This Green Bay team is not good enough to compete with the Philadelphia Eagles. You're not impressed with that rookie kid? He's got five touchdowns in the last two games. No, 
Uh, the Eagles have the best secondary in the entire National Football League. Uh, okay, uh, good. So he's he's averaging two and a half touchdowns is what you're telling me over the last – did you say last two or three games? He's got five touchdowns five, in the last two games. Five and two. Yeah, I'll take the under two and a half in this game. <laughs> not that bad. I'm not, no, no beers on that one. Sure. Okay, no, all right. <laughs> I made some some dumb bets with you in my life. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not as dumb as you made with Sealski, and you've already, you're oh, only wanting man. to betting him. Jeez, I, and that's going to cost me a whole dinner. Yeah, I, I don't. I regret. I regretted that one from like ten minutes after I made it. But you know, what are you going to do? All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack. Now we got a lot coming up over the next three hours. We will examine uh, every aspect of the game tonight. Sunday night football down at the link. And uh, I do want to – I got a thing coming up I want to talk to Jody about, about the bond between coach and quarterback and the special one we may have here with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. I want to talk some baseball with my uh, seam head pal, Jody Mack. Jody, I got two names of guys that I think would really help the Phillies that we haven't discussed a lot. I want to see if you think they are uh, any good or I'm out of my mind with those. Uh, We'll work the Sixers and – Jody, the Flyers lost again last night. I think it was their 33rd loss in a row. Holy mackerel, they're terrible. Yeah, so we'll get into that as well. Get into all of it, whatever you want to discuss with us. We are happy to do so. Remember, best caller of the day wins a $50 gift card to Shy Vintage Sports. We'll be right back. Jody Mack, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jody Mack and Glenn Mack, now Eagles Sunday. Tonight, Sunday Night Football at the Link Eagles against the Green Bay Packers. Dominic in Cherry Hill has concerns. What's the matter, Dominic? Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy holidays. Same to you, Dom. Oh, thanks. Yeah, great show as always. Um, so, I am concerned, and I'm not normally one to be 
uh, really worried about the Eagles. I'm always fired up, always like, you know, 24, 14, 10 points or more, Eagles are going to win. But tonight I'm really worried about the Packers with Rodgers, and he's starting to get some people back, their run game. Like, those are the highlights of why I'm worried. But then also with how we've been playing on offense. I just feel like without Goddard, Hurts doesn't have someone that he was definitely confident with. Like, he, if you notice on some of the plays uh, early in this year, uh, he, he went to Goddard when nothing else was kind of around, and he could always trust that. And I think Goddard is a blocker too. So what do you guys think? I mean, I'm just well, concerned. They, they, listen, they certainly miss Goddard, and that's, that's going to be a problem because that's not something that they can replace. They have three tight ends, and none of them are really going to give you a whole lot. Um, and I will agree with you, Dominic, that they haven't looked particularly good in any of the last three games. Is there something to worry about, or is this that case where good teams can hit a lull during a long season but keep winning? I, you know, I watched. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the Bills on Thursday, Thanksgiving, and the Bills looked pretty, pretty blah against Detroit, and they ended up winning. Uh, I watched the Cowboys first half against the Giants; they looked terrible. They won. Um, I, I, in the grand scheme, I'm not that worried. Um, Jody, I don't. You may see it differently. Dom, let me ask you a question. Uh, I'll yeah. set a line for you right now. More yards carried line of scrimmage. Who you got tonight? Aaron jo- Jones or uh, uh, Miles Sanders? Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'll take Miles Sanders tonight. Packers defense, as bad as Eagles defense has been against the run, it was much improved with the addition of their two elderly defensive tackles who come off the scrap heap and go out and produce and do the job. I think the Eagles run the football more effectively than the Packers tonight. Here's my biggest thing, though, Jody, and that's a good point. But we just don't I, – I don't have confidence that the coaches are going to run the ball. Like, I just – I want them to call runs. Call the runs. The RPOs is fine, but, like, when it gets to the point where we're not running the ball and Sanders gets the ball twice. Here's, 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 why, here's why I'm not worried about that. What'd they do last year when they were 2-5? and five? They ran the ball. They ran the ball. I think they're going to have watched the same film that you've watched over the last couple of games and the offensive not be uh, being as productive as it was for the first six or seven weeks of the season. Go, hold on, let's check. Oh, shoot, Dallas still hurt. Maybe we should turn to our strength and run the ball down the Green Bay Packers' throats. I think that's happening tonight. I think Miles Sanders has a big game. Green Bay's not bad against the pass. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL against the run. Green Bay is, in fact, fifth in the league against the pass, 24th against the run. So there you that go. certainly backs up what you say. Yeah, that backs it up. All right, I want to talk a little bit. I read a, a really good uh, Ruben Frank column earlier this week about the, the, the connection between Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. And I, I want to play a quick little uh, audio. This was after the game, after the win in Indianapolis last week. Sirianni's kind of given his post-game talk to the team and Hertz interrupts to give his coach a game ball because he knows how much beating his old team, the Colts, meant to Sirianni. So here it is. I thought that was very cool. I thought that Hertz knew what it meant because Sirianni was pretty circumspect about it, but they knew what it meant to him after Frank Reich had gotten fired in Indianapolis for him to come back and kind of rub the ownership's face in it with an Eagles win. Late win, but a win. Um, and... Um, Ruben wrote a column about how clear it is that how much Sirianni means to the team and how much he means to Hertz and how the relationship between the two of them 
is important. I'll read you a quote from the story. The relationship with Jalen, I just appreciate the head coach quarterback relationship we have and how it's grown over the last year and a half. We know more and more about each other, not only in football, but our personal lives too. They're both the sons of coaches. They're both competitors. They're both leaders. When they went to Houston, Sirianni visited with Hurts' family. So my question to you, Jody, is how good can these two guys become together? It's a great question and a great storyline following the Eagles for today, tomorrow, next week, next year, years to come. Uh, It's something that we can and should be talking about for hopefully years to come here in Philadelphia. A couple of things before we get there, though. Circumspect, when he was on the bench, Pointing to Eagles fans. Well, that was at the end. That was at the end. That was at the end. I was talking about all before leading up to it. You know, you're you're okay because Jalen handed the ball to him after the game. Yes. After he had done what he had done. Yes. I meant circumspect. Up until that point, he had been circumspect before the game actually took place. Yeah. He had been asked all week, what does it mean to you? And he did the, you know, it's another game, blah, blah, blah. Just another game. Right. Okay. Uh, Because he was. No, I, I'm trying to follow that, the timeline no. here and go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He wasn't circumspect at all. No, the, People, the cork lot, blew off at the end. I agree. It shortly did. And a lot of media members uh, were suggesting that maybe that contributed to the Eagles' questionable play calling that Sirianni was so engulfed and grained by he had to have this win that kind of took him off his game. I don't put as much credence into that as some others did. Uh, Steichen is the guy who's calling the plays. I don't believe Sirianni was more in this week uh, second-guessing or or putting in plays on the fly. So you would have to accuse Steichen of being distracted and or overly emotional as well, and I don't think that's the case. I didn't buy that whole narrative this week that that's why Sirianni was off his game as a lousy play-calling game because he he was too obsessed with he had to beat the Colts. So I didn't buy that at all. Um, and I thought it was kind of weird what, what hammers home your point is Jalen decided to do that because I've always thought game balls were supposed to go to guys who go above and beyond. And, oh, by the way, the Eagles didn't have a great play-calling week. The offense wasn't great until the very last five minutes of the game. So just uh, as the way you usually give away game balls, you don't give it to somebody who just about got the job done, and that's what they did as a team at Sirian as well. So it does tell you plenty about the relationship between those two guys. But, again, let me be the cold water uh, thrown on, on the fire here. As much, And here's the one thing I don't know. I'll get your opinion on this. The Eagles tried really hard this offseason to acquire both Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. And if the Eagles as an organization, and we do have to try and split that off and define it, were so motivated to go out and get another quarterback, how much really did the relationship between Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni matter? Now, Sirianni may have just been a bystander, and this all could have been Howie Roseman at all making a decision that we need to upgrade a quarterback, and maybe Sirianni was continually saying behind the scenes, no, we got our guy, we got our guy, Jalen's good. I'm telling you, Jalen and I can get this job done, but as an organization, they were ready, willing, and able to, to go forward with a different quarterback. So I think we need to keep that in mind when we judge the relationship between the current MVP candidate quarterback of the Eagles and where we were nine months ago. Okay, fair point. Absolutely a fair point. And by the way, 
Thank God none of that happened. <laughs> and for the record, I was never in favor of either of those moves. Absolutely not. I, I did, oh, I, I would have bought Russell Wilson. I, I I wasn't a Deshaun Watson guy, but I would have bought Russell Wilson. I wouldn't have done it for, for what it cost, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm glad they didn't do it. Um, and clearly things have changed because Hertz has emerged this year, I think, above and beyond what maybe anybody expected him to do. Uh, and at the end of this season, this offseason, they're going to have to decide, okay, are we going to give them that huge contract now? Are we going to franchise them? Whatever. But with the acknowledgement that we've been through this before where Wentz was, had that great year and they gave him the huge contract and then regretted it, with that being a bit of a possibility, I don't think so. I think these two guys – I'm very optimistic. I think these two guys can and will stay together for years and become a terrific coach-quarterback duo. Um, Listen, I'll give you, you know, and and please understand, I'm not saying that they're going to be anything close to this, but the mark of successful teams, am I correct, Jody, tends to be when you have those two guys together, when you have a Belichick and a Brady, when you have a Walsh and Montana, which was – probably the perfect coach quarterback duo because the one guy designed the offense for the other guy it was great. Um, what are some others in our lifetime? Uh, Don Shula, Dan Marino was a great one, right? Uh, Sean Payton, Drew Brees was a great one. I'll give you one uh, going back a little bit, but certainly mm-hmm. one you and I discussed many a time, Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman. Sure. Which there's kind of a similarity between those two and here in Philadelphia because uh, two years in, three years in, Kumbaya, the greatest combination of all time. They're on the same page. They know exactly what they wanted to do. People forget Jimmy Johnson went out and in a uh, auxiliary draft. That's not the word for it, but I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Took Steve Walsh, yeah. his former Miami quarterback, and the Cowboys gave up a first-round draft pick just to be able to add Steve Walsh to an already drafted Troy Aikman. So the whole, oh, Jimmy and, and Troy were joined at the hip from day one. No, they weren't. They developed into that, but they were not there to begin with. And, again, not having been a fly on the wall, behind the scenes, Eagle uh, War Rooms this offseason when they're trying to acquire another veteran quarterback, I don't know how much uh, it was done at the protest of yeah. the, the coach. But right now, these two guys are absolutely on the same page. That's a great great together. That's a great one. I'm just thinking the best one around today is Reed Mahomes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Best duo in the league right now. Uh, and, give, and, and give Andy credit for that because he was the guy behind the scenes who made the deal to move up in the draft to take Patrick Mahomes. So he loved the kid uh, before he ever put a chief uniform on, and now they've had the success they've had. Yeah, Bears could have done that. Um, and and it, it is, and I think Ruben wrote about this, it's no coincidence that many of the all-time great quarterbacks have had brilliant head coaches, right? It's it's. That's the most important relationship maybe in sports. Um, And listen, what have we had here before? We had uh, Andy and Donovan. That was pretty good, right? We had Vermeil and Jaws. That was pretty good. Yep. I've I've seen there's this old video of Jaws in his first year here, and he's having a rough game, and I think he throws an interception, and he's getting sacked. And you see Jaws on the sidelines. He's really dejected. And Vermeil walks over to him, and he says, listen, 
You're my quarterback. Don't worry about me taking you out because I'm not. You're my guy. And that proved to be the case for years to come. Flip side is we had Buddy and Randall, which was not the best combination for each other. Right, but after we had Randall and Kotite, come on. Now, one of the all-time great combos ever. All right, maybe not. <laughs> he hated them. So that that's it, and I'd kind of like to get a little bit more and to get people's thoughts on it because I am very optimistic that these two working together can really be a terrific combination going down the road. Maybe I've got, uh, as you would say in our years past, green-colored blinders on right now that I'm looking at 9-1. and no. one. But um, and let me add I'm one looking more at this, th- and I like it. Let me add one more thing to the mix because if, if I've got the right read on this, it's going to portend very well going forward. They kind of balance each other. If last week was true Sirianni, where he may have kept it under wraps to a point, but then, as you correctly stated, the cork popped on the bottle and he went nuts and stood on the top of the bench afterwards and was very emotional. He's an emotional guy. I think he keeps it together pretty well on the sidelines, but just overall, the media sessions that we get, I think it's safe to say he's a really emotional guy and maybe even at times lets the emotion get the better of him. And then you got Cool Hand Lucas, your quarterback who nothing seems to face him, and he's always flatline, and he's just composed and within himself at all times. They might be a perfect combo together, and that's why it's working as well as it is. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, the quarterback's the really calm guy. Yep, I like it. Let's talk to Linda in Swarthmore. You're on with Jody and Glenn. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm great, guys. Great listening to you. And, Glenn, you've been must-listen Saturday and Sunday mornings forever. Oh, you're so kind. Yeah, I'm walking around Swarthmore, a town you know a little bit about. Um, I do. I love it. Yeah, it's a great town. So here's my here's my question to you guys. I don't know if this is an old school thought. To me, one of the big skill sets for Jalen Hurts is his ability, you know, ball handling. He's got that skill set. I just wonder why there's not more under the center. I just feel like he could get the ball, fake to a running back, do a rollout, fake the other way. I just wish they would do more under center and is that too you know 1990 for this generation <laughs> no I mean, it's, it's not and there are many times when i agree with you there are circumstances in games when i clearly think he should be under center i agree okay. it, it's not okay. Jody, it's not unique there are a lot of teams that now always uh, do the shotgun but i think there are certainly times where it calls for it. it's the nfl in 2022 Everybody runs out of the shotgun. It's just, yeah. it's not done that way. We are a little old school, and I don't <laughs> think it's returning to under center much going forward here in Philadelphia or anywhere else for that matter. Aggressive defenses, you know, you fake them out for a step. I just feel like, anyway, all right, I just wanted to get your take on it and uh, appreciate your answer and love listening to you. Hey, Excellent. and have a great walk around Spothmore this morning. Uh, I've got to get here before the rain comes. Yeah, take that, care, guys. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm looking now, Jody, again, kind of the same where I am. I was looking at the forecast. It is essentially a 100% chance from – hold on, let me let me re-up it and just see if it's got something new. It is 70%, 90% chance as of 11 o'clock, at least where I am in Havertown, then up to 100% chance at 3 o'clock, and up until 90% chance at 6, 50% at 7, 30% chance at 8, and that's where the range should stop for the game pretty much. 
So it'll be wet, but uh, not rainy. And they've got and they got the field covered, so it's yeah. not. I don't think it's going to play a major factor that they're going to be playing in a bog down at the uh, link tonight. But uh, it's going to unfortunately affect Glenn Macnow's pregame show and a lot of the pregame <laughs> activities that those who aren't at the pregame show may be usually partaking in. Oh, Hopefully, so they got a tent tonight. I'm so glad you brought that up because my wife this morning said, because I was talking about I got to drive down, I got to do the pregame, got to fight traffic, tailgate. And she said, you think people are going to tailgate in the rain? And I said, I think so. So I'll ask you, are people going to tailgate in the rain? Oh, it will be curtailed. Eliminated? No. There are people that this is, uh, there, there are 10 days a year, and that's including preseason because they don't differentiate with the importance of the game. It's about Correct. the party. Uh, so there are 10 days a year, 10 of their favorite days of the year. It's an Eagle home game. We've got tickets. We've got our group. We've got our RV. We're doing what we do. They're going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. But there's a percentage that will actually let the weather factor into what time they're going to get there, how big a party it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there'll be a drop-off. If, if it rains for uh, six consecutive hours leading up to kickoff, in, in some corners, it will be lessened, but it'll never completely go away because there are yeah. some people who don't give wit one about the weather when it comes to Eagles pregame action. And it, the shame of it is today is probably the best tailgate day of the year other than that because it's a Sunday, right, and it's a night game. So you have all day to tailgate right Correct. up to the game. Uh, I will say it makes it a little bit harder getting up for work the next day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sunday at (laughs) one, you got recovery time. You can get to work on that. Sunday, not getting out of the link parking lot till almost midnight does make it a little bit more difficult the next day. And just to complete a rant that I've done many times, getting out, getting in and out of the parking lots there is the single most inefficient thing in this town. It's horrible every single week. I don't know why nobody. Th- like works to make it better, but I think they just don't care. Last thing I want to say, uh, if you're coming down, we have a great pregame show tonight. All the usual gang of idiots, of course. But in addition to that, it's Hall of Fame night. Um, and two terrific Eagles are getting into the Eagles Hall of Fame. Hold on, I just want to check. Yep, Hugh Douglas and Trent Cole will be joining us at 7.30 on the pregame show tonight. So if nice. you uh, do get the chance, Hugh, always entertaining. Trent Cole, a great player. So we'd love to see you there. 215-592-9494 with Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Jody McDonald. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Glenn Mack now on a Sunday in Eagles football Sunday. Eagles Packers tonight. We've talked pretty much exclusively about that so far. At the top of the hour, I want to get into some baseball uh, because there is nobody whose opinion I respect on the sport more than Jody Mack. I have the names of two players I think I would like to see the Phillies look at. Names that haven't come up a lot and see if Jody thinks that makes any sense. But let us take a moment, Jody, to look at the other franchises in town and start with a team that has now dropped 10 games in a row. Oh, and by the way, for the third time in about a year. Yikes. Um, it is unbelievable. Remember, the Flyers got up to a good start. They are, they are now 0-7-3 in their last 10, 2-8-4 in November. And I know they got a lot of injuries, right? Whatever, five of their top six forwards or whatever are hurt. But they got they got no depth. They got no juice. They you know the juice is the coach. But other than that, they're horrible. Um, and I I I posted last night on Twitter. I know we've been through the process, and I know the Phillies had like a decade of. Bruh, in, really, when you and I started working together between, like, 1994 and 2000 and whatever. But I don't know that I've ever seen a team that has a thorough entire combination of horrible play, lack of any kind of good storyline for the future, and empty arena as the Flyers have right now. They've just disappeared from the map. Yeah, the process was worse, but that's probably the process was. And I'm, you know, I don't like the process any more than you, but the process was at least a storyline that people followed, and you could talk about it. You like it, you hate it. This team, that's like they don't even exist anymore. Apathy is uh, more so uh, relevant with the Flyers and the Sixers. All right, I get, I get. I guess it all depends on your perspective. Uh, to me, not trying to win and and flaunting it uh, is more outrageous than just being incompetent and bad. But I, I get this storyline that you got, you're, you're trying to portray. And I'll take a hit here, shame on me, because uh, I don't know if you and I had started doing shows uh, after uh, Ray walked away. I think we did, and we talked about the Flyers. And I was questioning the Tortorella hire. Because I know Tortorella. I, yeah, yeah, you uh, had some experience with him. I did, uh, with the Rangers and the like. And I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but he's a very specific type of coach. And I thought that the hiring smacked of worry that this will be irrelevant. You just said it. The storyline of the Flyers is the coach. How sad is that? Yeah, that there bad. isn't one player that you can uh, put your hooks into that you can go, well, yeah, but I like this guy, and I'm watching because I like him. Because no, You're going to watch for the coach standing on the sideline, behind the yeah. glass, on the I bench? I mean, Carter Hart kind of, but Carter Hart doesn't matter when there's nobody playing in front of him. You just watch him get peppered with pucks till they go by. Right, and uh, thank you for uh, moving me along there because that's where I was going. When they hired Tortorella, I kind of rolled my eyes and said, okay, I'll go. I always come in into it optimistic. It can work. Let's give this a chance. I hate people who shoot something down. Nick Sirianni, after his first press conference, should be fired because he didn't handle himself verbally well. Can we let him coach a couple of games first? And I did the same thing with Tortorella, but I certainly voiced my questioning as to whether he fit the Flyers roster 
and darn if they don't get off to a good start. And I said, I might have to eat some crow here because this might have been a really good hire. Now in 2020 hindsight, yeah, Carter Hart stood on his head for the first three weeks of the season. And I was believing that the defense was better, that they were getting the puck out of the zone, something that I've just agonized over the Flyers the last two years, their inability to get the puck out of their own zone. No, uh, Carter Hart just went nuts for three weeks, and he's unfortunately come back down to earth because he was playing at a level that just was unsustainable. And, yeah, no, now Tortorella doesn't look like a fit, and he's not going to be able to save this ship. Glenn, it's ugly now, and I don't see a silver lining down the road. Mm-mm, I don't. I don't. I, I don't see any hope anywhere. Uh, you know, unless they're bad enough to win the lottery and get the best player, but they're not quite that bad. Which is, you know. Okay, the Sixers, um, and the Sixers have won a couple of games without Joel Embiid and James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, and more power to the guys on the bench. Good for them. Um, so maybe it makes what I'm about to say old news because this came out, I believe, last Sunday. I hadn't had a chance to talk about it. Zach Harper covers the NBA for The Athletic, and he ranked all NBA coaches vis-a-vis the hot seat. Who's the most secure? He's the least secure. And in last place or first place, depending on how you look at it, Doc Rivers, and he wrote, right when Daryl Morey took over the 76ers, a lot of people around the NBA wondered if Rivers was long for this position. The odd thing was it came four weeks after Rivers had accepted the Sixers' head coaching job. They brought in James Harden for Ben Simmons. They brought in more of a Moray-esque team. And the rumors whispers have been that once the Sixers hit a downturn, Moray would have a more Moray-like head coach. That's not easy to read. That could all be hearsay or conjecture, but Rivers is still at the top of these odds for coaches most likely to be fired next. You agree? Not even close. With a lot of things that Zach Harper wrote. And I think he's a really good NBA writer. I've had Zach on my national shows over the years, and I think he's really good. But I think he's got the complete wrong read on this. What is he talking about? Doc Rivers was a major mover and shaker in getting Daryl Morey here. They went back to Boston together. Morey was with the Celtics when Doc won his one championship there. And I know for a fact that Doc Rivers lobbied heavily to get Daryl Morey here to Philadelphia. So the way that he described the relationship between those two, I think is woefully inaccurate and not true. Now, he may still be right that Doc Rivers is on the hottest seat in the NBA, but not because Daryl Morey's got to get a Daryl Morey guy. No, a Daryl Morey guy helped to get him here to Philadelphia, and his name's Doc Rivers. So his whole backstory as to why it could happen, I don't agree with a little bit. Now, is Doc on a hot seat? Yeah, he is. Because he came here, the Sixers went out and got Daryl Morey, they went out and got James Harden to do more than get beat in the second round of the playoffs. And it hasn't happened. So that is the bottom line, and that's the most important thing you're going to analyze and emphasize if you are the owner of the 76ers. Relationships are how we got to here, be darned. They need to have a major playoff run. He's not going to be fired in season, and these last couple of games of playing injured, Maxie being out now for a period of time, is just going to buy the coach. They're not going to fire him while his three best players are sitting on the bench in street clothes. But at the end of this season, oh, yeah, Doc, Doc Rivers is very much on the clock this year, um, not for the reasons Zach Carper stated, though. All right, my last question in this, and I want to sneak in a phone call or two before the break. 
Is the Ben Simmons issue over now? He came back this week. Uh, was that Tuesday or Wednesday? I'm sorry. The days blend together for me now before Thanksgiving. Um, he played pretty well. It didn't matter. Um, Sixers won, and maybe it's because Embiid, Harden, and Maxi weren't there, so it was a, it's kind of a weird game. But I felt like people were like, eh, okay, we're done. I was surprised, and I watched the game on TV. I would have. I was on WIP that night, so uh, me going down to the game was not uh, uh, possible. Uh, I did. Uh, oh, I filled in for Joe Gillio. Um, so I was on the air when the game started. Howard did our number one and then ran down to the arena. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had to get Howard out of there by 7 o'clock, so a 7.30 tip, so the king could be in his spot to be able to watch that game. Um, so I didn't, uh, I couldn't judge it any more than anybody else. I couldn't even turn up the TV. But I got several calls and several writers that I trust reported afterwards. They gave him the business. Certainly when he went to the foul line, they were screaming for their chicken nuggets for him to brick two free throws <laughs> in a row. But it wasn't near as vitriol-filled as some thought it might have been, including yours truly. I thought it really was just going to be a scream, yell, curse fest the entire night, and it wasn't. It probably have something to do with the Sixers not being at full strength. And mm-hmm. uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna scream and yell and bury this guy, and then we're gonna turn around and go beat by twenty points. That's not gonna look good for us. So your uh, own mind might have worked against it. Um, yeah, it's it's now uh, further in the rearview mirror. When next he comes, he'll be booed again. He'll be booed from now until whenever, um, but not with the amount of uh, angst and and the level of uh, annoyance that there was previous two. And, oh, by the way, the Sixers won the game. So, all right, fine. You got off light, Ben. Be thankful. Good luck. We'll see you again later in the year when you come back and break some more free throws. Yeah, I think that's about right. I don't uh, don't disagree with you. Josh in Nicetown is with us. Hey, Josh. Hey, Matt. Uh, Now, this this is my this this is my thing. Um, Marcus Brady mm-hmm. was a great hire. Okay, I don't get the advisor to the defensive coordinated thing, and I think it's a sense of urgency. I think over the last couple of a weeks, I think. You know, the, uh, Let me the, just tell the, people what's going on in case they're not familiar with it. Marcus Brady was uh, a coach under Frank Reich in Indianapolis who lost his job. Oh, he was offense coordinator. Eagles hired him uh, this past week as an offensive, as excuse me, as a consultant working with defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon to prepare how um, opposing offenses are going to attack the Eagles' defense. I think I got that right. Okay. Yes. yes. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't accept that one. I don't believe that one. I think Steichen makes them a little nervous. I think if you got a chance to the Super Bowl or the, you know, the conference title, you don't leave it in Steichen's hands. I I, I think I don't, I don't think that's right because Nick, you, you have Nick as kind of the coach above the offensive coordinator. I don't. He he is. You you think they're lying when they say they brought him in to work with Gannon to say, okay, if I'm the other team's offense, here's what I'm going to do against you. You think they're that's a lie? I believe that's a face a blunt face lie. Wow, I, I do not, Jody. Not even close. Well, I, and and he said they. Who's they? 
they did this to get to your, I think, misguided conclusion, but I'd really like to know who they are. I, I think Howie. I, you know, I, you know Howie is the, the, the So Howie fan. doesn't trust Steichen. No, I, I don't think he does. Okay. I don't think I think he, he's quite nervous on the play calling. He I, it looks like he's going to get his quarterback hurt. I think this is a this is a rouge. I think. All right, then here's a, but hold on. Here's here's where they could have solved your, in my opinion, non-existent problem. Why didn't they bring Frank Reich in? I, I think that would have been premature. You know what I mean? I think uh, the, the 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 right call on this one for now. And I'm not talking about next year, but for now, this was the right call. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with you, and, and Josh, I appreciate the call. I think what it is is they see themselves as a team with a real opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Is there anything else we can do to make ourselves better? How about we do – I mean, it's in a sense self-scouting. We have somebody from the outside – well, I guess it's not self-scouting from the outside, but whatever. You have somebody come in and say – Okay, if I'm going against you, here's what I'm doing with this team. Like next week, the Titans, right? I got Derrick Henry. I got Tannehill. Here's what I'm doing against you. Although, Jordan, I guess that one's pretty self-evident. <laughs> I guess we know what they're going to do. But and, and to me, it's a nice it's a nice addition. It probably didn't cost them much. The guys, you know, unemployed, being paid right. for the year, friends with the coach. Smart move. That's it. Yeah, it's tinkering. That's what it is. It's not, oh, my God, they don't really trust the play caller on this team. And if they did, they'd bring in an extra play caller, a guy yeah. with offensive expertise, not a defensive guy. I'm sorry. His argument made no sense to me. 215-592-9494. Excuse me. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack. Now, going to work a little baseball into the next segment. I'm going to run something by Jody, see if he thinks I'm crazy. Might happen. Jody and Glenn on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, 